The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey everyone, welcome to my program today, Afternoons with Mike. Got a mixed bag for you today, a lot of interviews from my recent trip up to Gainesville, and that was for the FCA kickoff classic that was held Thursday night, August the 4th. Lots of interviews coming your way, and then also in segment three, a classic out-of-the-archive interview with a singer Johnny Diaz. Let's get to it up in Gainesville for the kickoff classic. So happy to have a wrestling coach with me who is over the entire North Central Florida area, Guillermo Diaz. It's great to see you, man. Good to see you, Mike. You know, this is a big event, isn't it? It's just huge. Uh, Noah Wilbanks really puts on nice events. I know him since down in Miami. Uh, he, he did a 200 people event like over a six-year period, grew it to 1,100 people down south, working with my brother and there in the wrestling community. And so now we get to see that here, which is, I, I think it's God's blessing. I think you're right. And I didn't even know that. I mean, I, I knew that he was in South Florida, but uh, the idea of putting on events like this, I think it's catching a lot of people up here in North Central Florida a, a little surprised because of the fact that, number one, our culture even in the last five years, the culture on the high school and on the grade school alike campus, it's really changed a lot. More restrictive in a lot of areas. We've seen, uh, we've seen like Coach Kennedy's uh, ordeal out in Washington. But, I mean, for you guys, you're on the front lines every day. And I, I know it's got to be encouraging for you to see a vision come to fruition the way this is. Well, absolutely, Mike. Uh, the lockdowns. The people changing, not enough contact with community. You know, God is present when there's two people or more together. So it's interesting that, that when we do these types of events, you can just feel it. Even those that are on the outside of it, they, they can start feeling that change inside of themselves. So being in the front lines is all about showing love and showing that justice, right, about what's right and what's wrong and <laughs> how to act and, and having those those people out there standing for the right things for Jesus Christ then what ends up happening is more people get attracted to it for our listeners that are now removed several years from maybe having their own kids in school Mm -hmm. what do you see on like day one when students come in and they're maybe overwhelmed they're in a new school for them uh, they, they need some support. What, what do you see as a coach? Yeah, that's a good question. So our club had just started uh, two years ago. And what's interesting is, is to see that change in people and the kids. And what I'm seeing here is there's a lot of more timidity. And so the, the short story is this one kid comes into the club and literally he sits in the corner by himself. Mm. And what happens when you have a group is they start to see that other kids are participating and it piques their interest. So when you have a word of encouragement with the parents following up on that word encouragement, this kid over a two-week period, now it's like, hey, I need you to stop talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and, and he's really into it. So it's almost like opening up a, a shell 
you know, like a clam. And then you get the inside and you find this beautiful pearl inside of a child, That's right? That's a great picture. And so, and so those are one of those things that I really enjoy uh, as a coach and as seeing these kids. And it doesn't matter the age. It, it could be a five-year-old. It could be a 16-year-old that comes in and, and they're still shy. But when you tell them, God loves you, we're here to support you, and you got to choose to work hard here. Mm-hmm. And if you don't choose, you're going to see other people choosing, and that's infectious. You know, what I like about that is that you are not making like an easy path. I mean, it's still going to be work. I mean, people that come in, they get all the benefit of, of the fellowship that FCA brings to, right. to them. Right. But that doesn't mean they're not going to work hard. They're still going to work hard. So you're teaching good ethics right. that are good work ethics in right. addition to good moral ethics. Right. Uh, both of those things are happening. Right. And then you, these kids have a real chance to make it in a good way when they get out. Absolutely. It, it's really fascinating when you stand for the things that are true. It just rings true inside of us. And kids more specifically will be able to just grab onto that. Mm-hmm. So wh- when you start seeing that, it, it becomes a mission in, in your life, right? You, you see the change. You see how it affects kids. Uh, one of the stories I like sharing when I speak is one of my kids last year, he would never say anything. He just went through the practice. And the way we structure with FCA is we, we work them out real hard for about 15 minutes and then I give them the word for 10 to 15 minutes. Mm. And then that word is all about their choice. Their parents can't choose, their coaches can't choose, their brothers and sisters can't choose. They must choose the path of who they are gonna be and who they are in God's word, right? And at the same time, you gotta choose. Do I wanna follow Jesus or not? And through that word, this kid, I mean, literally it was like six months. I, I think I heard three words from him in six months. He comes up to me. And this was, and you know, I get chills still. Comes to me real quiet, and he's like, Coach, I chose. Oh, man. That's payday for you. Oh, I mean, all yeah. the wrestling and all that aside, gosh, that's why I do it, right? Yeah. That's why I have Coach Lewis out there. Coach Lewis is, like, really my main coach. I'm more of the director, and, and so I'm able to guide things. And I have a, several other coaches that help, of course. But, gosh, pay dirt is when a child can tell you I chose Jesus mm-hmm. and then after that it's like I, I'm okay with choosing pain coach I'm amazing that is amazing now a night like tonight is like a major jump start to right. everything that you've just said right right so what are your hopes for tonight well I hope that there's this spark right so everything in life you have to have the environment you have to have uh, the fertilizer you have to have the soil you have to have everything and then guess what happens? Then the first sapling comes out, and then forests come out of that. So the way I see it is that today, today, I pray to Jesus Christ that this is the spark, that it just lights up, that we get a forest where the fruits, there's so much fruit that there, there's few laborers. We need more laborers, right? Mm-hmm. More FCA, more people that are there to love Jesus Christ. And so this is one of the things that an event like this one is just amazing it's a miracle that it can happen think about it two years ago could this have happened yeah i don't know not with the lockdown being what it was and also we're seeing this 
uh, a great example of what can, with vision, with cooperation, uh, people like Sonny's getting on board, oh, making this, guys, I mean, yeah. their involvement mm -hmm. makes this like a huge event mm -hmm. because it's all that more, more attractive to people right. who don't know the story of the gospel, who are not living for the Lord, but yet they come here, they see all of this, they see a free meal provided by a great company, they see and feel the love of these coaches, that's going to give them a leg up on this year. Absolutely. Uh, Sonny has been so involved. We ran an event for wrestling where it's a night where 25% of all the sales of everybody that comes in and, and brings in the flyer, they provide funds to our club as well. So, gosh, I can't say enough about them. Plus, their food is delicious, right? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Guillermo Diaz, thank you for being here. And Here's thank you, more importantly, what you do all year long. Definitely. And for last, last thing is uh, bring your kids 5 to 18. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, we're at Abundant Grace Wrestling. Uh, you can look us up at uh, alphaomegawrestling.com. Okay, Abundant Grace in Gainesville. In Gainesville. And I happen to know that address because I was a pastor there for 17 years. Wait, wait, That's 12505 Northwest 39th Avenue. Oh, wow. That's it. It was good to meet you, Mike. It's great to meet you, too, Grandma. Thank you for coming by. With me right now is Joe Whittington from Bell. Oh, I love that area. I've actually played music in your school before up there. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, it was really great. Joe, tell us a little bit about what FCA life and football life and whatever other sports you're involved with there at Bell. What's that like for you? Well, I feel like we have a very involved FCA program, and, you know, when my my goal in coaching high school sports, coaching high school football, is to help develop young men to be better future adult men, better husbands, better fathers, you know, better community members. And I think the, you know, the the premise and the and the pillars of FCA, you know, having having Christian values helps helps and they're kind of they work together to make those the ultimate goal happen and so we we rely a lot on um, we meet with our fca on club days our basketball coach actually is our runs our fca but we encourage all the athletes to go have a very involved uh student group with fca and it's just uh you know seeing letting them see that to be a well-rounded human being you know having the having the beliefs of of christianity having fca and um and working hard at sports they go hand in hand to develop you to be a better human when you when you're older mm -hmm. now with this kind of uh, opportunity that kids have today it's pretty clear isn't it that things would be a lot different if it weren't for a club like fca on that campus oh yeah i mean you get you get these kids together and they can hang out and they it helps kids see like when you get a bunch of kids same age group from different schools all coming together and it makes these kids are like hey you know i'm not the only one i can have these beliefs i can still be a hard-nosed football player volleyball player whatever sport they're in and they they, they get that sense of community and when, when there's a sense of belonging into a to a community that just helps grow and, and and make them feel strong in their in their faith and in their togetherness and know that they have a group that they that has each other's back throughout the community not just in bell mm -hmm. but all the other schools here you know, that's right. It's it's kind of like a fellowship of schools, and when they're in FCA, that kind of puts them together in a family, doesn't it? Right, right. Anytime, you know, you... There's a you want to belong somewhere. Every 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 human being, every every teenager wants to belong somewhere. And and now that they have, they see that they can come together. There's there's like interests, like minds, and what they're trying to pursue. Both you know they they're all down there eating barbecue. They're talking about you know these guest speakers we're going to hear tonight, getting ready for football season, and just having that that sense of togetherness. You know it makes it makes moving forward so much easier for a teenager. 
What are your thoughts about the kickoff classic and this unbelievable turnout we're having? Oh, well, well, first off, with the group of North Central FCA, with Noah at the lead and his his willingness and dedication to get out in the community and, and fire up the coaches and fire up the schools to get the kids here, to get the schools here, um, and, you know, what they're going to witness tonight and be witness to about tonight, you know, it's just a great thing. And it's so such an awesome experience that we get to have this with fellow schools um, tonight and, and enjoy this. Now, you know, we, we hear a lot about FCA, and it's usually in the context of its importance to the kids, but it's also important to coaches, right? Oh, right. I mean, you know, it's, it's that same thing. You know, we, we like to hang out. I know that at Bell High School we have a lot of a lot of our coaches have similar beliefs, similar faiths, and, um, you know, just being able to, to bounce ideas off each other because, you know, as a coach, like I'm, I'm also the athletic director of our school, when you're talking with coaches and, you know, they have a, quest, a question and, you know, you feel like you're getting guidance because you have some similar alignments with your beliefs and your faiths and your mm-hmm. philosophies and, and FCA, that togetherness, and knowing that there's a platform and a, and a common message that FCA provides to, to your athletes, it just helps, you know, it helps you become streamlined and setting things up together. What's the uh, year looking like for Bell this year? Um, I, we're, we're pretty excited. We've had four good days of practice so far for, for football, um, moving in the right direction. You know, we've got the kickoff classic and, and coming up in two weeks, and, and then we get the season started. And, you know, just I enjoy my guys. You know, it's, it's a team that I like to be around, like to hang out. You know, it's not really, it's not really work. We get to go hang out and play a little football and, and, get, and get better together. Obviously, Bell is your home now. Where did you grow up? What part of the country? I grew up in Dixie County, just right across the river. Oh, okay. And, so you're uh, a local guy. I'm I'm a local guy. I grew, yeah. up, grew up there. I, I came to uh, Bell. This will be my 10th season as the head coach at Bell. Um, came over, you know, 10 years ago. and um, But, you know, local guy in the area my entire life. Well, it's great to have you on with me today, Joe. Joe Whittington from Bell. Nice to have you with me. Right, thanks for having me. Well, things here in the lobby have suddenly got a lot quieter. I'm with Coach Andrew Thomas. Coach, all of these players, the kids that are here and the other coaches have moved into the auditorium. Uh, I know you're a coach at Union County, and it's great to have you with us. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. It's it's a great event, great opportunity uh, uh, for our kids to be here and, you know, a way to expose them to Christ outside of school. So. Uh, it is really an amazing night. <clears throat> Thinking about what these kids are, are being exposed to, some of them are going to be hearing the gospel tonight for the first time. Uh, tell us a little bit about your involvement, your FCA chapter in Union County. So um, I'm, I'm on my 22nd year coaching. Um, hey, you know, do not look a, that old, my man. <clears throat> no, uh, not at Union. I'm the third year there, but um, I've kind of always been involved with FCA, just going back to my high school years. Um, as, a, as a player being involved in it and being involved in the church and um, the it seems like I can tell you this from I, I was at, really from this area uh, other schools and it seems like FCA in the past few years um, especially uh, since Noah's kind of been in this area has uh, seemed to grown you know has, has grown a lot and um, we've had the opportunity to, get, to go to several different events uh, as a team um, I was in Ocala a few years ago at, at Trinity Catholic High School, and, and we had a few events there. It's, it's a great opportunity to get our kids off campus um, in, a, in a church setting, you know. And like you said, you're gonna have kids that's you know never heard the gospel. We're we're actually the first time, or, or we're on a camp right now um, with our kids. This first week of practice, we take the opportunity to get away as a team and 
uh, was fortunate setup we're at. We're at Camp Anderson there in Old Town. So, uh, I mean, it's FCA camp kind of set up. So we've been having services each night. And then for this to be, this is our last night. So to come here it's tonight. Like a little cherry on yeah, top. Yeah, it is. It is. So this this will be neat. And you have other, other uh, athletes from other schools being around here. So it should be a fun event. We're looking forward to it. Well, this is really great to see all these people, uh, Union <clears throat> County, all the way down to Williston and cross, uh, you know, over to Bell. We've had different coaches that are here. It's really great, isn't it, to see the enthusiasm that FCA is, has brought, uh, not only to this event, but with NOAA's leadership, the, the year-long huddles mm-hmm. that go on really makes a difference, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you credit uh, uh, other coaches uh, from those schools, um, you know, trying to expose their kids to this too. What are you uh, f- uh, finding that you're dealing with the most, pro- maybe the most often with your players when they come in, uh, difficulties that they're facing in their lives that make both football as well as FCA so special? Um, it'd be kind of referring to like issues maybe that mm-hmm. have. I think, I mean, a, a big thing is, is the, the impact of social media and things seems like we're dealing with a lot of things with kids and seems everything's kind of exposed you know and and um you know that seems to be an issue i see uh with within relationships and things i see with kids and and deal with uh kind of i I don't think anybody ever realized the negative side of social media when it first came out it seemed like fun it seemed innocent it seemed like it was harmless but you're right. I mean, bullying, yep. everything yep. from bullying to uh, comparison that is unhealthy, that's what kids are yeah. facing. And, and, you know, they get caught up in the moment sometimes and are saying or doing things that, you know, I think looking back are going to regret, you know. and uh, Just student athletes thinking of that. Um, I mean, you, you've got colleges, you know, and they're recruiting guys uh, really pay a lot of attention to that, you know, and shows a lot of character. Uh, mm-hmm. that these kids have and you know it really kind of shows who they are when some of the things they like and um you know post and those things so um that that is definitely uh, i would say in the modern day and what i've seen over my 20 years of coaching how that's changed especially the last seems like it's gotten worse the last five six years mm-hmm. i agree with you what are you hoping for uh tonight and what are you hoping for for your your team for the rest of yeah, the year? just uh, for us opportunity to uh I mean, it's great to be with, with other student-athletes in other schools and uh, just, just to have a, a good night of worship, you know. And like you said, these, these kids get an opportunity to, to listen to the message and uh, just hope to leave here uplifted um, and kind of carry that through our week. Like I said, it's kind of been a week-long thing for us. So um, just hoping that's kind of a springboard for us to grow closer as a, as a team um, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, grow closer to Christ uh, and 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 build more leadership amongst our young men. Coach Andrew Thomas, thank you for being with me. Thank you. We'll be back with more from the FCA Kickoff Classic coming up in just a moment. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, 
EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Thanks again for being with us right here on Afternoons with Mike on The Shepherd. At the kickoff classic in Gainesville on the 4th, I was able to talk to a person who at age two had both legs amputated. It's an amazing story. Regus Woods went on to become a Paralympic champion, an amazingly fast runner with prosthetic legs. You're going to love this man's story. He is unbeatable. And we'll go now back to Westside Baptist Church in Gainesville last Thursday night. All right, with me right now is one of the people that will be speaking at this great event tonight, uh, Regus Woods. It's great to have you with us. And we know that there's going to be close to 700 people here tonight, and they're going to get to hear your story. Tell us a little bit about your story. Well, um, I'm a bilateral above knee amputee. Uh, I lost my legs at the age of two. Um, it, was a, uh, it was a congenital anomaly that prevented the proper development of my tib and fib. So they gave my mom the choice to either amputate or put steel rods in my legs. She chose the best decision, was, which was the amputation. And when she did it at age two so that I wouldn't remember the surgery. Mm-hmm. So you've really grown up. This is, this is all you've ever known. Yes. But my goodness, with today's technology, you get around so well. In fact, you're an award-winning uh, track and field star. Yes, yes, sir. I've been running. I, I got my big break back in uh, 2013, which made my first world championship team. Uh, we went to, went to uh, Lyon, France. I'll never forget that experience. But uh, since then, I've, I've became, um, I'm eight-time national champion right now, so I've been holding down the national champion uh, title for, for some years. I've been on uh, like three, four world championship teams, uh, two Paralympic games. I went to uh, Brazil in 2016, and um, I was 2020 uh, Tokyo teammate. Wow, that is amazing. And, and what, are the, what do you find people's reactions when they see a guy that's been able to be a winner the way you are in this very difficult world you're moving you're running you're 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 going faster than they can even imagine and then they realize that you're doing this with the the condition that that you've had in your life yes um what are their thoughts their thoughts are i mean a lot of them look at it as an inspiration a lot of them are just amazed by it um they have a lot of questions like how are you doing this um I remember being at the Olympic train, the, Paral- the Olympic Training Center in uh, California, and uh, the guys came and doing testing on us. And I was on this thing called the Opti Jump, and I, in 30 meters, I got up to 20.98 miles an hour just in 30 meters, just shy of 21 miles an hour, missing both of my legs <laughs> above the knee. And those guys could not figure out; they were blown away. Um, I, of course, they tested me for all kinds of stuff then, because it's not supposed to be physically possible for a person above the knee um, to be able to run that fast in that short of amount of time. Well, there's, uh, I would guarantee you that most people can't run that fast with, with two whole legs. But what's impossible to man is possible to God. And that is the key right there. And my mom always instilled in me as a child that you can do anything, um, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that was one of the things, the driving forces that 
kept me along the way uh, when it when it got hard because it's not easy. Um, I talked to my son the other day. He's an athlete, and I asked him. I said, "Son, do you want to be good, or you want to be known as great, or the best there is?" He said, "I want to be known as the best. I want to be great." I said, "It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Mm. Hard work does pay off, mm-hmm. but you got to have faith. Faith without works is dead. You can you can dream all you want, but mm-hmm. if you don't put it into action, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen." Regus, what was it like for you working through that pain initially? to get to this point because I'm sure it was difficult for you um I had a I had a goal and I had purpose and it was a reason and I and I wanted to stick to that and that was to show my mom that it was worth her keeping me and and fighting to keep her son and 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 standing behind me and doing everything she had needed to do to take care of me because back then she could have gave me up for adoption back in the 80s and stuff like that, and, and she didn't. She, she chose to stick it out. She saw something special in me, and I wanted to show her the reason that she, I, what she seen in me is that I was gonna be a star. Wow. And I wanted to show her that her work was not in vain. And that's why I was so adamant about making the, the Paralympic team and making it to the games. I had made up my mind. I said, if, if, if I don't win a gold medal, if I don't ever win a medal, I gotta make this team because I need to show my mom while she's living that it was worth keeping keeping Regis Woods. Well, you did all of that, but that wasn't the only thing you did because you're also involved in music. How did all that happen? Um, I got involved in music when I was in elementary school because I really couldn't play in PE with the other kids and keep up at the time. And um, so I, I took a liking to music. I, I played in the symphony orchestra in, um, in Orlando for about seven years. What do you play? Violin. Oh my the, goodness, I that's the, awesome. I don't look like a violin player, but I played the violin for seven years. We moved to Marion County and um, they didn't have an orchestra program, so I picked up the trumpet and I went from the trumpet to the French horn and then from the French horn to the percu- percussion playing drums and then from that to singing. And um, now I'm a, a minister of music at my church. That's wonderful. Uh, I play keyboard and as well as drums. I'm mainly a drummer, and I sing as well. Do you sing from the drums? Yes. Yeah. You got a lot of different rhythms going on at one time. I man. can't imagine that one right there. <laughs> you know, I play pedal steel guitar some, and oh, that's nice. like one of the uh, guitar instruments that would be comparable to drums in the sense that yeah. almost every body part is doing something. Your if arms I, and your, your legs. If and I all could that. learn to play the steel, man, I won't play any other instrument. Uh-huh. I love that. It sounds like you're singing when you're playing it. Yeah, it really yeah. does, but I, I'm one that finds it. Di- while I can sing and play acoustic guitar, I find it very difficult to do that with that that pedal steel that's uh, it's just like all my concentration but my goodness for you to be able to do that uh, from the drums that's really that's really amazing and you do studio work too yes yes um actually um i'm with a to kobe jackson we have a company called uh, uh black box studios and we're actually working on a movie right now called backstreet that's going to be coming out soon we're finishing up our first series uh, I've done gospel music. Um, we have tracks with the gospel artist Canton Jones. He's featured on with us. Um, we several different artists, and um, we put out a lot of different. We we did gospel hip hop before gospel hip hop was cool. That's right. A lot of the churches didn't accept it back then, but I'm glad to see that um, it's another alternative for the youth. Um, same beat, but better message. What do kids. you expect to happen tonight, Regus? Oh man, I expect a lot of energy. I expect. A great message from from the speaker of the hour. I'm speaking before him. Um, I expect a lot of lives to get touched, 
um, and I expect to inspire, and that is my purpose is to inspire. Well, I think you're walking up there, your story, your heart for God, the way God is using you, and I'm just very grateful for your mother and the courage and the commitment she had. Yes. That's that's really paid off well in your life. Yes, it reminds me of the, my mom kind of reminds me of the Ray Charles story. And uh, when I look at that movie, because she, she, uh, she never treated me like I had a disability. And um, I remember Ray uh, Charles' mom telling him, you ain't going to be no cripple. <laughs> <laughs> but we never used the word handicap in the house. Is that right? We never used it because um, I have a physical disability, but I have the ability to adapt. So we figured out how to do things. I cut the yard, man. I, I did. Every, I had chores like everybody else. And sometimes I didn't like to wear my prosthetic as a child. And so what I would do, I would have my mom say, "You need, you need to figure it out." So I would get a bar stool, scoot it up to the. When it's time to wash, my turn to wash dishes. I scoot that bar stool up to the sink, climb up on that bar stool, and I sit there and wash them dishes. And um, she instilled that work ethic in me as a, as a, as a kid. And um, a, another uh, fun fact is I'm the only one out of my siblings that can drive a standard shift transmission. There you go. Vehicle. All right, you've got it on them, man. <laughs> You're working that clutch, too. Yes, yes. And, and that is so inspiring. You are inspiring, my man. Thank and you. I'm so grateful that you're going to be here. It's going to be a difference, and you're going to break all sorts of ice for the speaker tonight. And I just pray that your path that's ahead of you will continue to have doors that will open so that you can take the gospel of Jesus. Yes. Proclaim it boldly, my man. Yes, sir. Regus Woods, thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. With me right now is Tim Clark from Branford. Oh, man, it's great to see you uh, and talking with you before we began this uh, interview, finding out that you've been a part of this organization for quite a while, right? I have. I have. Back in the days when we were together up in the Santa Fe River Ranch and you given your word with with uh, no small speaker that night. We had uh, the old ball coach up there. The head coach himself, Coach Spurrier, was there. That's right. Coach Spurrier was there. Had to open up for him, so that was a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> uh, he was obviously a childhood hero growing up as a Gator fan, so, yeah, that was a great night. What is your athletic background yourself? Um, well, I, I actually played at Brantford. That was my alma mater. Um, and then I, I went to the University of Florida, and I walked on for Coach Meyer there. Played two years oh, um, as, a, as a walk-on there, and then earned a scholarship and played three years for Did Coach Did you ever Mushroom. play with Billy Latsko? Billy was a couple years before me, but okay. I was familiar with him. I was a big fan of Billy. I knew he was yeah. from the area. And, yeah, he was um, a walk-on as well. He was a great guy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What was it like for you being from the area, uh, not far removed from Gainesville, getting to play for the Gators? I mean, it was fantastic. It was a it was a childhood dream to do that. So I knew, growing up, there were some certain things I had to take care of academically. I knew I had to be um, at that level where I could get into school. I was realistic about my athletic ability and knew that that wasn't probably on the radar as far as being a scholarship player that they sought. So I knew my way in was great. So I, that's a great message for the kids today. If you want to do something, there's not always just one way to do it. I knew I could get there academically and then work my butt off to try to get a scholarship, and that's what happened. That's wonderful. Now, how early on into your schooling or how soon after your schooling did uh, this whole thing about a, being a coach come to you? Well, I like to tell a lot of people that 
I, I wanted to be a college football coach until I played college football. <laughs> so uh, just seeing the time demand of it and, and my aspirations as far as having a family and what I wanted to do staying in the area, I knew that uh, getting into that realm would be extremely difficult to do those things. And so I felt the Lord was leading me to still be a coach and kind of opened my eyes to the magnitude of influence that I could have at the high school level. And so it was probably two years into my college career that I kind of shifted my focus into Look, while I'm playing ball, this is really me going to school, you know, and learning as much as I can to get back into the realm. And you saw this, and you experienced it as a player, but the coaches that we all see and follow on uh, Saturdays during the, the football season, they are, are, are working a whole lot harder than just that game. Right. It's uh, more than you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a realm. It's a world that few people get to see the, the backstage side of it, and it, it can be brutal. It can be brutal. Many, many hours. And I know that uh, for years we had uh, Coach Ron Zook was a part of our church. Right. And so we were very aware of just the level of commitment it took for him to, to be able to do what he did. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, I was aware when Coach Zook was in the area and had some actually had some friends that went to church, that went to the same church. And, uh, and uh, one credit to him, I heard he was in church a lot on he Sundays, which is, fan, which is fantastic and Even pretty amazing, he, honestly. He, maybe only with a couple of hours sleep. Right, yeah, for, uh, for all the road trips that you take mm-hmm. coming in late Saturdays and sometimes early Sunday mornings. That, it uh, speaks yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, and we had high respect for Coach. Right. And, uh, you know, getting to watch all of this happen, you know, I spent 17 years. I was at that church again as a pastor for all of those years. But uh, during this, this time for you, You've come up now, you've been a player, you're now a coach in Brantford, and you're part of an event called the Kickoff Classic. The Fall Kickoff Classic is an amazing thing. How much of a jump start will this be for your kids? Well, for me, it's just a you know, kind of a shift back in our mindset of why we do this. You know, um, We've been football, football, football here. School hasn't started yet. We've had a very singular focus, and um, in our program, we try to you know, as much as we can, bring it back around to make sure that the main point remains the main point. You mm-hmm. know, and, and why I coach and the way that the way that I coach um, comes from my faith. You know, that's where where it's derived from. So, to have uh, have a big event like this where they see other programs, you know, aligning with the same thing, I think it's a great reinforcement for them buying into what we do. Uh, that's really great. What are your prayers, Tim, for tonight? I just hope that. Uh, in everything that we do that you know the lord's glorified and you know maybe there's a, a kid here tonight that, that's uh, seeking after him that uh, the lord's knocking on their heart i hope that it comes down tonight do you think this year is going to be a, a good year for Brantford's program i believe so this group is uh, is hungry they're working hard we're, we're replacing a bunch of kids offensively and defensively but this group has shown already um through our off-season summer program the things that you, you want to see in order for a team to be successful in the fall. Oh, that's great. I've got to give a shout out to one of our sister organizations, the Main Street Daily News, and uh, they'll be covering a lot of these games, and I'm right. sure Brantford will be on the schedule uh, with Mike right out. And, I hope so. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this will be great, and I hope he gets to see you, and you'll have to go up and introduce yourself to him and tell him that you were with me on this program. Will do, will do. It's really great to see you again. Absolutely. You know, this has uh, really been a while now since uh, we did that, uh, mm-hmm. those events up at the River Ranch. Noah's doing a great job with FCA, isn't he? He is. He sure is. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's quickly becoming a close brother. Um, I, I value getting texts from him every weekend just telling me to, you know, it'll be a scripture verse or it'll be just telling me, have a great weekend. You know, he's praying for me. So you know, those little things are big to me. I had an interview with somebody that has his own company, and it was um, 
it was a situation where he's the CEO, but he has a, a different acronym for that CEO. He sees himself as the chief encouragement officer. Right. And I think of Noah when I think of that. Right. He, he's that way, isn't mm-hmm. he? Absolutely. He's the CEO. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> Tim Clark, thank you for being with me. And great, uh, great luck up in uh, Brantford for this year. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. You got it. Man, I am shaking right now because I've just heard the message from Shep Shepard, and I'm sitting here with him. Shep, thank you, first of all, for coming to Gainesville and being a part of this great kickoff classic. I got to tell you, man, all of these kids that are in there, I don't know what the count would be, but well over 200 uh, came forward tonight to receive the Lord. As, as you gave what I believe was the most effective evangelistic message I've ever heard. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not one to say that. I have 36 years of ministry experience. But God used you tonight in a most amazing way. And thank you for that, my friend. Thank you so much. It was amazing just to see how God operated and uh, to see souls drawn to himself. Yeah, it was Your amazing. story of, of how God drew you out of the pit. I mean, I think of Psalm 40 when I think of what you went through. You said, I waited patiently for the Lord. And you didn't even realize you were waiting patiently. And uh, yet he drew you out of the pit and people are starting to come out right now. So I know we only have a moment, but, but to just give just a word, if you will, for how that, how that impacted you when yeah. God called you. Yeah, he, he rescued me. Um, I look for love in all the wrong places. I look for love. Um, in, in earthly things, and none of those things could satisfy. I tried, right, right. but God filled that void that nothing else could. And yeah. uh, like you said, that's just a true word. He rescued me. I was in a pit, and I was going to be lost for eternity. But he came and found me where I was, and he didn't leave me the same, which is my favorite part about it. Yeah. An amazing story. Got to have that guy back on my show at some point. That's all our time for this segment. We'll be back in a moment with an interview, an archived interview with Johnny Diaz. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Back again here on segment three on my program, Afternoons with Mike. You know, we're heard every day, Monday through Friday, on the Shepherd Radio Network. And we're so grateful that we also have the opportunity to take the message on the internet through our podcast. You can find the podcast now on any of these sources, either at the Apple iTunes podcast, you can go to Google Podcasts, or a lot of people use Spotify. And that's another way that you can find us as well. So we do hope that you can subscribe to our program 
on the podcast, and it will be delivered right to your inbox. You'll be notified when we have a new program that's uh, posted. We try to get the shows up as soon as possible by the next day or so after a show airs on the uh, radio stations. So that's Afternoons with Mike. Those are the three keywords you need. Go to any of those sources. Type in Afternoons with Mike, and you'll be able to get uh, our program subscribed to you in no time at all. A number of years ago, I worked for a sister station up in Gainesville, and during that time, I was able to interview a singer who brought his guitar in. His name is Johnny Diaz, and he went to school at FSU. Johnny was born in Central Florida. I asked him what it was like growing up here. You know what? I... I... I was born in Lake Wales, Florida, tiny town, but at six months, um, I packed everything I owned. No, my parents did. Uh, <laughs> moved over to Lakeland, Florida, and that's where I spent my entire life. I, I love it. Central Florida's a great place. Johnny, in all those years, did you ever have any idea that one day you'd be in music? I did not. You know, music wasn't, I loved music, but it really wasn't on my radar for something to do. I was uh, just you know, dead set on being a baseball player, I, yeah. when, which I know every every little kid, yeah. you know, I want to be a baseball player. But in my family, we took it pretty seriously. You know, my older brother, Matt, has played almost a decade uh, of professional baseball, and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And I went to a, um, a school that I won't name here, you know, in Gainesville, because it's, it's the one in Tallahassee, the school oh, to be right. unnamed. <laughs> right. Which is better left unsaid. Right? Interview over, right? Yeah. No, I, I went up there to play baseball. <laughs> Well, mostly because I didn't get recruited here, so right. I, I got recruited up there to play ball. And but but God used that. I only played one year, and then God really called me um, to lay that down and to start following Him uh, for what He had for me, which was music. And um, just started opening doors. And to my surprise, people, you know, wanted to buy CDs and and support what I was doing. And and next thing you know, when I when I graduated, I was able to go into this full time. Um, and so you know, here here in this area, this is the only area where I've ever been booed on stage because I announced where I went to school. Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I, I, I gave him a guilt trip there. I was like, I'm just trying to do the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like the welcome wagon was out for you, and we're all sorry about that. Let me ask you a question. Are you one of the musicians that make special arrangements for your guitar when you travel? I know that for this gig, you flew in. Uh, do you buy an extra ticket for your guitar? I, I can't afford that. <laughs> I wish I could. No, there's a, there's a company called uh, Rain Song Guitars that's been nice enough to, to give me one of their guitars, and they're kind of indestructible. They're made of carbon graphite, and oh. so that's the one I have with me here. I can We could go play catch with this thing after I was done if you wanted. Oh, my goodness. Well, you're a baseball player. You probably uh, would enjoy doing that. <laughs> that is a nice-looking guitar, and I have seen one of those before. And it sounds better than it looks, and it's and it looks great. So, great to have Johnny and his guitar here. You've written a new song. Tell us about that one. Yeah, this is a new song called "Thank God I Got Her," which is a little different. It, it, as as the title implies, it's actually a love song. And um, you know, a, a little while ago, I was sitting with a friend of mine, and we we didn't mean any disrespect at all. We were talking about our wives and all of the things that confuse us about our wives. It was a long conversation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and um, at the end of the conversation, I looked at my buddy. And I said, you know what? I may not get her, 
but thank God I got her. <laughs> and he looked at me. He's like, Johnny, that that needs to be a song right oh there. Oh my word, that's and a great so, title. And uh, so, and so I wrote it. It's it's all about the things that confuse me about my wife. But but in the end, thank God I got her. She's got nine fancy pillows on our bed And we've got towels she won't let anyone get wet No, I don't get her And cry She always cries happy endings on TV She even cries at some commercials in between no, I don't get her She's about as clear to me As a mystery She's got a closet full of nothing to wear So many shoes she needs another pair And when she gets to talking Lord, you just can't stop her She's everything I didn't know I needed The perfect fit The missing piece I might not get God, I got her fine When she says that she's just fine That's when she's not And she's still right When we both know that she's dead wrong No, I don't get her But I smile Cause I can see forever in those big brown eyes she could have had a million other guys But somehow I got her She's got a closet full of nothing to wear So many shoes she needs another pair And when she gets to talking, Lord, you just can't stop her She's everything I didn't know I needed The perfect fit, the missing piece of my night Thank God I got her Cause even when I don't understand Thank God I got her Yeah, you know she's making me a better man She's got a way of changing everything With just her touch and just her kiss And I don't know what I'd do If I ever lost her She's everything I didn't know I needed The perfect fit, the missing piece I might not get her But you know I want her I might not get her But thank God I got her Yeah, she's got nine fancy pillows on our bed But thank God I got her Johnny Diaz, that's Thank God I Got Her. This was, again, an archived interview that you've been listening to from way back when, back when I was up in Gainesville 
at a uh, sister radio station up there. I want to say thank you to Johnny for his uh, dropping by our studio that day and bringing his guitar and singing live for us as uh, you've just heard a recording of what was a live performance on the air. So again, thank you, Johnny Diaz. That's all the time I've got for today. See you next time right here on The Shepherd.